welcome to the Plastic Surgery Practice Podcast on the MedCorp Podcast Network. I'm Carrie Stevens, the co-chief editor of Plastic Surgery Practice. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Michael Tantillo, a board-certified plastic surgeon and founder of Clario Center, about one of the hottest trends in plastic surgery, buckle fat removal. Dr. Tantillo, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're excited. So let's start. Can you just talk about your practice and the procedures you most commonly do? So it's we're a plastic surgery practice. We have two surgeons. We're in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. We focus on aesthetic surgery of the face, breast, and body. Uh, our most common procedures are probably um, breast lift with augmentation, tummy tuck, liposuction, facelift, um, and eyelid surgery. We also do some minimally and non-invasive procedures in the office, uh, such as injectables, such as um, uh, things like radiofrequency, collagen tightening uh, that, that can be applied to the face or the body. Uh, so that's, that's kind of an overview of the practice. So let's get into the crux of this podcast, which is about buckle fat removal. Um, it seems that this trend, it's become a trend out of nowhere. You know, one day, bubble fat removal was barely talked about by the general public, and then it becomes a TikTok trend. So what has led to the popularity of buckle fat removal? And why is it Gen Z that's really propelling this trend? Well, buckle fat removal has been around for for decades, really. Um, I mean, we've been, been doing buckle fat removal for quite a long time. People who are interested in slimming their mid-face, slimming their cheek area, uh, are people who are interested in buckle fat removal. You know, what What makes something go viral? I mean, who knows? You know, you can ask that, that question about, about anything. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of things that have just been kind of lying around for a while. And uh, all of a sudden, they, they get picked up and they become popular. Um, you know, the younger patients are... Uh, they're more open-minded or, you know, embracing aesthetic procedures, if you will. Um, and, you know, buckle fat removal is a, is a quick procedure, very minimal risk, minimal downtime, has reliable results uh, that many people like. Uh, so it's just, it's just right now, at least, is, is there is a, a, a heavy drive towards you know, tr slimming down the mid face and, you know, avoiding the round, you know, round face look. Well, you mentioned minimal risk, but are there any patient populations that, you know, aren't good for this procedure and that kind of should avoid the buckle fat removal? No, not, not in general. I mean, the, the anatomy is pretty, uh, pretty consistent. Uh, the procedure when done by a properly trained surgeon uh, is is safe. I mean, there are, you know, it is the face. The one has to be familiar with the anatomy, or there there can be, um, you know, there can be complications. But in the, you know, in a, with a properly trained uh, plastic surgeon, the, the those are very very minimal. Um, generally, an office procedure, do it under local anesthesia. Sometimes patients get a little bit of sedation, uh, some Valium or something like that. Um, you know, the procedure takes 30, 45 minutes and then um, quick recovery. But it's a, it's a procedure that can be applied to really any and all broad groups of patients. 
Okay, so you said it's short. Can you explain what exactly happens in a buccal fat removal procedure? Yeah, so it's the procedure kind of describes the, or sorry, the, sorry, the name kind of describes the procedure, which, which is good. We like that. It keeps everyone on the same page. So the buccal fat pad, it's actually a pretty big fat pad in the mid face and, and really extends up into the temple area. But the part of, so it's not a complete removal of the fat pad. It's so, uh, it's a partial removal of the fat pad. Um, and that fat pad just lies in, in the mid face in between the muscles. It's easily accessible through an incision inside the mouth. So obviously there's no no visible incision or scarring there. Um, and the fat is teased away and the surgeon takes out, you know, as much fat as she or he thinks is, is warranted to accomplish the aesthetic goal. So how do they hold up over time? And are patients generally satisfied post-treatment? Is it kind of one mm -hmm. and done? Buckle fat's gone. Okay. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a one and done thing. You don't grow back the buckle fat. Uh, now, obviously, if, if somebody were to gain a lot of weight, I mean, their their face would get, you know, they'd gain some weight in their face, right? I mean, so, um, but you're, you're, you're always going to have, you know, your mid face, your mid cheek area is always going to have carry less weight than before the procedure. So it is, yeah, it's a one and done thing. Um, the, the patient satisfaction rate is, is really high because I think it's, uh, a pretty easy it's pretty easy for patients to envision w what 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 the procedure's going to do right i mean they and they they know and as as you said it's it's sort of all over the place with the the virality of it so people kind of have seen a bunch of the results and they're they're reproducible um, cuz like i said that fat pad is pretty consistent anatomically and um so people kind of know what know what to expect, and the surgeon can, you know, with pretty rare exception, deliver that. So that that makes a high satisfaction procedure. Do you, you typically, when you have a buccal fat removal patient, do you typically um, point them into the med spa route too to hold up any of these results, or to kind of after buccal fat removal, do people typically, you know, do injectables? I know that the buccal fat the buccal fat is gone, but is that something that you see a lot of, where people go? And then injectables route after that. Well, they certainly can because I mean, obviously everything is a balance in the face, um, and so yes, there are areas of the face where we we lose fat and volume over time, and so right. the, the you know those areas just I mean patients with or without you you know buckle fat fat removal patients are you know interested many times in you know some volume rejuvenation and restoration in other parts of the face uh and so yeah buccal fat pad removal would not obviate that desire those concerns okay i want to switch gears a little bit so the american academy of facial plastic and reconstructive surgery just um sent out a report about how gen z is opting into plastic surgery procedures at record numbers mm. is that you've seen in your practice and mm. What other, in addition to buccal fat removal, what else in the facial aesthetics are these patients asking for? Yeah, it's, it is true. I mean, it's very popular among um, uh, that, you know, that edge group, that generation. But it's, it's probably not surprising that it, it's, 
it's uh, many times less invasive procedures than surgery. I mean, uh, you know, there, there are times when younger patients do want uh, facial surgery. I mean, rhinoplasty in particular um, has always been done for, you know, patients, you know, kind of 16, 18 years and up. But some other, other oh, and, you know, another one that, you know, is doesn't often get thought about a facial procedure that's done for young patients is ear surgery uh, to treat prominent ears. But, you know, there are mo there are some procedures like, you know, some, some patients are having eyelid surgery a little bit earlier than maybe we've seen in the past. Uh, some patients may be having neck surgery uh, earlier than we've seen in the past. But, you know, coincident with this higher demand in younger patients has been the development of technologies that are better and better able to de deliver results in a, you know, minimally invasive way. And by that, I mean somewhere between injectables and, you know, full surgery. So as a last question, what is exciting you most in the facial aesthetics field right now? Well, I think that, you know, we're, uh, we have a more global understanding of facial aging um, and, and, a, and a more granular and organic understanding of it so we can deliver, you know, better, more natural results. Um, you know, a lot of people always hear that, oh, I don't want to look pulled too far. I don't want to look like wind, but, but we, you know, we, we're just able to, we understand what's going on better now. And so it's a, you know, through a combination of surgery, skincare, um, some fat transfers, as I mentioned, to treat, um, uh, you know, thinning fat over the years. Uh, you know, we're able to restore a, a natural look to the face or keep a, a you know, a natural youthful uh, look to the face uh, throughout the years. Well, Dr. Tantillo, thank you so much for speaking with me today. This was extremely informative, and I know it was for our listeners, too. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, of course. Yes. Please come back. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to the MedCord Network for the latest plastic surgery practice podcast. And remember to visit PlasticSurgeryPractice.com for the latest industry news. Thank you. Mm -hmm.